You can't go to the next level without leaving the level that you're on. Five eight zero three success forces part twelve the success force of the casting out of unclean spirits. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And I'm going to open up with the scripture today from Matthew chapter ten, beginning with that first verse, the King James Version. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And after that, the Bible goes on to enumerate and call out by name each one of the 12 disciples. And then Jesus begins speaking in Matthew chapter 10, starting with the fifth verse. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. And as I go back to that first verse of the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out. And I'm in the midst of a series called Success Forces. I believe that there are forces in this world that contribute to our success just as there are forces that contribute to our failure. And we're concentrating and we're focusing on the varying success forces that will help us succeed in life. And today I want to talk about the success force of the casting out of unclean spirits. The success force of the casting out of unclean spirits. Now I believe that every word Jesus spoke was specific, was particular, had purpose, and was no accident. And he generally did not identify types of demonic spirits. He simply called them either devils or unclean spirits. And as I began to think about this thing, the unclean spirit has multiple meanings, but I believe one meaning of an unclean spirit is just like it says, it's just unclean. And it manifests itself in just nastiness. Now that is not an eloquent word, I understand that. It's not all highfalutin, but something just nasty. Some folk just nasty. You go to some places and the place is just nasty. Some things is just an unclean spirit and it manifested in just an unclean spirit. When we taught the 24-hour MBA, 
one of the subjects that we talked about was simply the clean desk force. And it was from the book Success Forces where the author talked about how he visited the presidents of all these corporations. And every single successful corporation, the president had one common factor. All of them, bar none, had a clean desk. And he called it the clean desk force. I have taken classes in organizations and efficiency. And I remember I took a two-day class out of town. I went there for the class, sat in it all day, eight hours a day. So I took 16 hours of class on organizing and efficiency and increase of productivity. And when I came out of that class, I said, all this stuff, boil down and just clean up your desk. <laughs> I said, when you get through all this 16 hours of class, I've gone through all of this stuff, boils down to just cleaning up your desk. There is a power in just being clean. There's a clean force just as there is an unclean spirit, there is a clean spirit. And people, I'll be honest with you, this unclean spirit is one of my biggest challenges. I am not by nature neat. I have a junky generational curse. My daddy was junky. Am I not telling the truth that my daddy or our daddy was junky? He was just junky. See, some of this stuff, it came from generational through bloodline. My daddy was just junky. Now, he had a neat office and desk, but everything else was just junky. You looked in his car, it was junky. You went in his room, papers and books and stuff was piled high. He may have some watermelon seeds and rinds over it. He just had all kind of stuff. He was just junky. And I saw it, I lived it, and as a result, the thing got in me. But once I got knowledge, I said, I need to move away from this junky way of life. But the problem is I struggle with this thing. How many of you all have things like this and you just struggle with this thing? You know, I struggle with this. thing. I've not gotten the thing conquered, but yet God spoke something to me today that I'm going to tell you towards the end of this message that hopefully will help some of you conquer because you're dealing yourself with unclean spirits. And see, the major manifestation of unclean spirits in that day was disease. The minute Jesus cast out the unclean spirit, the folk got well. So the unclean spirit brought within the person's physical body, disease. And even today, one of the major causes of disease is just being unsanitary. It's 2,000 children a day. Actually, the figure is 2,200 children a day die from diarrhea because of unsanitary conditions. Stuff just not clean, just kill folk. That's why Every restaurant that you go into, if you go into the restroom, there's a sign in the restroom that tells the employees to do what? Wash their hands before they come back out. See, that was in the old Levitical law that you had to wash your hands before you eat. And see, people back then thought it was just all spiritual. Deep revelation. The priests be back in there. We are now washing our hands to be holy before. No, you're getting germs off your hands. God knew that, but he put it in ritual, so now we have it in law, that by law, any person working in certain establishments, by law, when they go to the restroom, they have to wash their hands before they come out to serve you by law. So here the law tries to legislate an unclean spirit. But do you know there are some people who go into the stall, and they'll come straight out of the stall, They'll walk and they'll look at the soap container and look at it. 
They'll look at the sink, look at it, open that door, come right on out. And some of them folk may serve you today. You can educate and you can legislate, but you cannot eradicate. See, education and legislation does not eradicate some unclean spirits. It takes a change of mind. It takes something else to deal with these unclean spirits. It takes some Jesus power to deal with these unclean spirits. So you've got some natural stuff and you have some spiritual stuff. But when you often cast out unclean spirits, you actually will cast out disease. On our street where my company is located, there's a section that's approximately about a mile long. And I made a decree several years ago that we're going to keep this street clean. Now, there are a lot of businesses on that street, and no other company picks up trash. This city does not come by and pick up trash. So I was seeing the trash accumulating week by week, and I said, we're going to keep this street clean. So every week we have a schedule for the different personnel and I handle it once a quarter. So once a quarter, I get a 55-gallon trash bag and I put two other bags in my pocket, strap it over my shoulder, and I go down that street and pick up trash. It takes me three hours to cover those two miles because it's a loop and you start on one side, you go down one mile and you come back another mile and I have to bend down about a thousand times to pick up that trash because it's a whole lot of trash. And do you know folk put a lot of trash on the street in a week's time? At the end of that three hours, going those two miles, I literally have between three and four 55 gallon plastic bags full of trash. But as I was picking up the trash one day, God began speaking to me because I noticed something about the trash. All of the trash that I picked up, and it would be stuff like hamburger containers, it would be french fry containers, there would be candy wrappers, there would be liquor bottles, there would be beer bottles, there would be condoms. Oh, there's all kind of stuff on the street. All kind of stuff on the street. And as I was picking up the trash, I heard God speak. He said, you notice that none of the trash that you're picking up comes from any items that are healthy for you. And I looked at it and said, well, you're right about that. Every item that I'm picking up, every item that's inside of this paper or inside of the container, all of this stuff is unhealthy. Even the condoms, usually that's a result because some of the men have used them with prostitutes in the area. They ain't from the wise. No, no, no. Trust me. They ain't from the wise. So every item that I was picking up housed something unclean for you on the inside of it. And he said this. It's deep. He said, just as these people care nothing about casting out and junking up the outside, so are they even about the inside of their bodies. I said, whoo, that's deep. You see, they were unclean on the outside because they were also unclean on the inside. And it manifested itself with an outside. They didn't care about junking up the outside just as they didn't care about junking up their own inside. And that unclean spirit is real. We go on an annual trip with our company. And this year we went to Las Vegas. And while we were in Las Vegas, we took a mule ride. 
around the rim of the Grand Canyon. And we had to leave out actually at 1 a.m. in the morning going because it was five hours to get to the Grand Canyon from Las Vegas. When we got to the Grand Canyon, first of all, only half of the group rode the mules because the other half was scared. You had to deal with mules, and then you had to deal with riding way up high. Roll the video of us riding the mules on the Grand Canyon, and you'll see as we go around and the Grand Canyon up high, this was us riding mules along the Grand Canyon, and you see right in front, they've got on the shirt. To go to the next level, you have to leave the level that you're on. And some folks were just scared. They were just scared to ride the mules, and they were just scared to go up that high. You can't go to the next level without leaving the level that you're on. But the interesting thing and what I brought up the mules is this. And they assigned us each a mule, the trainer or the leader of the group who was guiding. He would ask you a question, have you ever ridden horses before? So when he got to me, I said, yeah, I've ridden horses. He said, you're going to ride Big Steve. I said, Big Steve? So I had the biggest mule of the whole bunch. <laughs> but he said this. He said, now... First of all, we all had what they call a mule motivator. Some of you all may know it as a whip, but it was a mule motivator. So he said if your mule was moving slow, you had to pop the mule on the behind to get him to pick up the pace so it wouldn't leave too much gap between you and the next mule in front. So you had to beat your mule to get your mule to move. There's a spiritual principle in that. <laughs> See, with some of us, God has to use a mule motivator. And he has to beat some of us to get some of us to move because if some of us didn't have that pain pressure on us, we would never move. So sometimes God has to pow, and he has to beat us and send us through something to get us to move. But my point of getting to the music, the trainer said, he said, now look, the mule drinks a lot of water. The mule eats a lot of hay. So the mule may have to use the bathroom while you're riding the mule. So the mule is going to either do a number one, he's going to urinate, or he'll do a number two, he's going to defecate. And I never knew this. See, some of y'all don't know a whole lot about mules, especially if you weren't reared up on a farm. I never knew this. He said, a mule can walk and boo-boo at the same time. <laughs> I never knew that. Some of you all may be from the country, you know all this stuff, but I never knew that. A mule can walk and boo-boo at the same time. And when I thought about it, yeah, I've seen horses, you know, sometimes you see the policeman ride, and I've seen them walking in the horse, and sure enough, the horse will walk and boo-boo at the same time. But he said a mule cannot walk and urinate at the same time. The mule has to stop to urinate. So he told them, if your mule stops, and they urinate about a gallon at a time, so not no little quick tinkle, it'd be like a water hose. So he said, if your mule stops, just holler out to everybody, pitch stop, so everybody will know to stop, because the mule cannot walk and urinate, he got to stop. And Pastor James had heard me talk once about how some things we don't understand even about biology. One thing about urine, urine is sterile. And even if you've ever taken survival training, I've taken survival training, if you ever get hurt out in the woods and you don't have anything to disinfect your urine, they urinate on it. Because with a healthy person, urine is sterile, but feces is nasty as I don't know what. So Pastor James said, I got a great 
spiritual revelation about the mule being able to walk and boo-boo at the same time, but he got to stop to urinate. He said, you can move and spread all kind of mess. You can spread all kind of mess while you're moving through life. You can just spread mess and move all over the place. But to put out something pure and sterile, you got to stop and focus. And it was deep. And sometimes we've got this unclean, messy stuff that we only move with and we spread all over everywhere. And God is calling us right now to cast out unclean spirits. It was Jesus' first command to the disciples. Cast out unclean spirits. And when we cast out an unclean spirit, and you begin with it just in the physical, because if you'll ever notice when you travel around the world or through neighborhoods, neighborhoods that have the worst statistics in any bad area always are the nastiest. It's always the nastiest. They got graffiti all over the world. It's always the nastiest. So there's a force where unclean spirits like to reside in unclean places. That's why usually when they found the people who were possessed, they were always in the tombs or in the ruins. They were in unclean, broken down, beat up and battered places. They weren't organized very well. When you start physically cleaning up your world, see, some of you got so much message, when you start cleaning up, you're going to have to jump back because some will run out. <laughs> Absolutely. Roaches hide in unclean surroundings. So when we learn to just clean up some stuff and see something that is clean has the unclean spirit trying to mess it up again. Matthew chapter 12, beginning at the 43rd verse, says this. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from which I came out. And when he is gone, come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. Then he goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Here Jesus gives this parable about a house being clean. And when the house is clean, the unclean spirit is out through dry places and is trying to come back. Let me give you a practical, just real-world example of this. You know when you clean up, mess is trying to get back in. The minute you clean up, it's just something. If you have not gotten rid of the unclean spirit, mess tries to get back in and junkie up your place all over again. And then the final state of the place is worse than it was. And see, I struggled with that myself. I had a new floor put in one of my rooms at the house, and I had to take all of the stuff out. So I put it in the hall. They put in the new floor. Do you know 90% of that stuff is still in the hall that's been three months ago? <laughs> it's hard sometimes to get stuff and to keep it clean, especially for those of us who have that unclean spirit just in organization and junkiness and just stuff. And see, some of us, we've got houses that are just immaculate and beautiful on the outside. But the minute you walk through that front door, open that closet, open that bedroom, and look, it's a whole different world. See, on the outside, my stuff just looks beautiful. 
But when you go to the inside, I need to do some cleaning up. Some of the people who I am talking to right now, you got an unclean spirit. And I'm not talking about a demon, but I don't know. Because I'm not sure that one of the manifestations of that demonic spirit is just, you just junk it. And it just junks up everything. Because most of the time, demonic stuff like germs cannot live in sterile environments. They need something nasty. The things that cause disease cannot live in an orderly, well-kept body. It needs something junked up on the inside. So I'm just not sure that sometimes the junkiness is not an indicative factor of just some type of other negative spiritual thing. So I want to get rid of the unclean spirit. Even baptism itself is a cleaning process. You got to go in some clean water and they sprinkle some holy water on you trying to get you clean. So even that, it's a cleaning process. So I asked God, I said, Lord, how do I keep an unclean spirit out of my world because it come from my daddy. So some of you got generational stuff. It just come from your parents or who you are around. You've been dealing with this thing. So I said, Lord, how do I get this unclean spirit out of my world? And God answered me. He said, you have to do it every day. See, this is the principle of Jesus with the house that was cleaned and garnished. See, it was clean, but it didn't say anything about they kept cleaning it. You can't clean something one time. You can't wash your hands one time. You can't brush your teeth one time. Well, yes, you can. But if you brush your teeth just one time, it's not going to be long. You may not have a demon, but it's going to smell like you got a demon. So you cannot clean the stuff one time. So God spoke to me, you got to do this every day. And he said for me, he said, if you just do it seven minutes a day, you would keep that unclean spirit out of your world. Then now the key said, I got to clean it up. And he spoke another thing to me. He said, he said, if you get it clean within the next seven days, I will impart a special anointing. Tell your people this, for it shall apply to all who hear and heed this message. Within the next seven days, if you get it clean, see, that's this house cleaned and garnered. It's cleaned and it's garnished. If you get it clean within the next seven days, God says he's going to put a special anointing on it. But for me, I got to spend seven minutes a day. And that covers all of my stuff. Do You know, when I come into my garage, I got to first get it cleaned and garnished. But if I spend just one and a half minutes when I come into my garage every day, because, you know, the stuff doesn't junk up overnight. You get out of your car and you put something there and you leave it. The next time you get out of your car, you put something. So 30 days, you got 30 things there. 90 days, you got 90 things that all of a sudden, you know, where all this stuff come? It comes from every day. You put a little something extra there. I spent a minute and a half in my garage, two minutes in my room, three minutes in my office, seven minutes a day. I will keep the unclean spirit out. But I've got to start from today because he spoke that to me this morning. So by this time next week, on this day next week, I need to have all my stuff clean. God says he's going to put a special anointing in all who hear this message. So if you're listening here in the flesh right now, if you're listening or watching over the Internet, no matter when you hit, within seven days, get your stuff clean. And spend some time. Now, for some of you, the seven minutes was for me, but the principle is for everybody because some of you, it may take more than seven minutes. Some, it may take less, depending on what all you got to do. Some of you got seven children. Like Brother Sister Stephanie can't spend seven minutes a day. It ain't going to work with seven kids. You got to spend a little bit more time than that. I can do seven minutes and then keep all my stuff clean. The principle is within the next seven days, and I understand why God put a time there, because right? you need to move. Sometimes you, you tell folk them this, that show was a good sermon, Pastor. <sighs> Go right to sleep. 
and three months from now, your stuff is even worse. <laughs> Within the next seven days, get your stuff clean. And I've got to make some sacrifices because I got a lot of stuff to do. So, Lord, I got a lot of stuff to do within these next seven days. But I've understood the power of having stuff around you clean. It multiplies your effectiveness. It reduces disease. And I'm not just talking about physical ailment. There's something psychological even when you come home. When I walk into my office and that thing is clean, when I walk in, I'm empowered. If I walk in, I got paper stacked. If somebody just dragged you down before you even get started. You know, you just feel weak before you even get started. And that thing is spiritual. So there is a spirit that is there when you walk into your home. There's a spirit that either empowers you or drains you. So God said, all who hear this message, within the next seven days, for those of you who first of all know, number one, and there are some of you who are hearing this message right now, and your stuff is clean. You have defeated and conquered, and you've never had a problem with the unclean spirit. I know some people who are just so neat. Suzanne, who is a church administrator, she is so neat, it's just almost ridiculous. I had to put something in her car trunk the other day. She opened her trunk. She had six or seven pair of tennis shoes in the trunk. All of them were lined up just as neat. I said, good grief, look how neat these things are. If they had been in my trunk, <laughs> if she walks into my office, She'll start closing my closet. Or she just organized. Just some people are naturally neat, and they're like that all the way through. This message is not for them. It's for the other folk. Y'all say the other folk. This for the other folk. This for the folk like me. I have an issue with the unclean spirit. So if you've got an issue with the unclean spirit, I'm just going to invite you to stand right now and come forward. If you have an issue with the unclean spirit, if you're listening or watching this electronic, just stand up wherever you are right now. If you have an issue with the unclean spirit, and I just want to, you know, I wish, if you have an issue with the unclean spirit, and within the next seven days, you're going to get that stuff cleaned up. Because there is no need of you coming down if you're not going to do anything about it. And I'll tell you right now, you can have a good time wallowing in the middle of junk. You really can. You know, sometimes that's some good sleep, just wallowing all in the middle of all your mess and all your junk, but it is not that productive. So if you've got an unclean spirit, and see, first of all, especially for those of you who are married, don't you sit there because your spouse knows the truth. They know the truth. As you're rascal, you're jerky rascal. Get on up there. Your spouse knows the truth. So if you have an issue with an unclean spirit, I want to cast this thing out in the name of Jesus. It was the first command of the disciples. Go and cast out unclean spirits. And this thing should be at a point where it needs to manifest itself in our lives. Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, I thank you for those who are here, for those who have come down, for those who have stood up, who are not even present within this edifice, dear Father. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I cast out all unclean spirits. In the name of Jesus, by the power of God and through his word, I command Every unclean spirit of every person who is standing, whether they are here or whether they're in the electronic world, every person who is standing with an unclean spirit, I command you, unclean spirit, to leave their world, to leave their presence right now in the name of Jesus. 
And Father, I plead with those who are here, to those who are listening, to hear and to heed, and within the next seven days, they shall begin. And they shall complete within seven days. They shall clean and they shall organize and they shall make right and they shall bring order out of chaos. For even when you created the world, it was formless without structure in chaos. And you spoke your word and brought order into the earth. Father, I pray right now that by the word of Jesus, by the word of God, order shall enter into their lives and within the next seven days they shall have their surroundings and their areas shall be clean but they shall not stop there for every day they shall spend some allotted amount of time and speak to them on what that should be so every day they shall do something that shall keep that unclean spirit from returning and it shall try to return And it shall find the house clean and garnished, but it shall find them standing there with a broom at the door saying, you shall not enter here. Get away from me, thou unclean spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, we just empower them right now. We cleanse them right now. That from this day forward, they and their surroundings shall be clean. And the success force of the casting out of unclean spirits shall be in their world. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part 12 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled The Success Force of the Casting Out of Unclean Spirits by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5803, that's 5803, to listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5803 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.